When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello. Welcome to the latest episode <laughs> of She Podcast, episode 351. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman. With me as always, my beautiful but fashionably late co-host today, Miss <laughs> Elsie Escobar. How are you today? You look flushed in the face. I know. You know what? I was looking at that too, and I'm going like, why do I look so Is that pink? makeup or embarrassment? being late i I honestly don't know i think i might have gone a little overboard on the uh blush but is it glowy blush because it's also very glowy something about you is glowy i also have these two lights on me and because i was a little bit late i was getting a little stressed out inside and i think it flushed me up but then and i was like am i really that red looking so anyway no you're right it is the like because you can guess which side of the light is on me can't you yes i can it's yep here it's right it's there the... but it's making me glow on that side and red on that side it's a little weird and it's it's because also the light i have windows and i have the two lights on and the lights are feeling making me feel hot so mm. anywho Anyway, Anywho. welcome to the show. Today's Woo-hoo. special guest, Elsie Escobar. Here we are. Here we are. Oh, my God. So, Elsie, last week we did the She Podcast State of Podcasting. I'm still getting rave reviews in my email about it. Are you really? Did people like come to you and just like say like, what's up, yo? You are amazing. No, I just had a few people on social and then one in my email today say they were watching me on it and they thought it was great. I love that. I'm I'm so excited by it. So I'm super grateful that you were on the show. And can I just reveal how I forgot to tell you to just be on mic? <laughs> I mean, I can't believe that I wasn't. I'm so embarrassed. You know, and here, but here's the thing. And I'm All sitting right. in front of the largest <laughs> mic I've ever owned during the whole thing. I know. So they must people who watch it must be like, well, she must think she's on mic. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I thought it was on mic. Ooh. Can I ask a question, Jess? Yes. No. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to ask anyhow. Okay. Can you hear yourself when you're talking? She doesn't ever monitor not herself, really, which no. is the... You can't? No, not really. Not until it's all the way up here. Okay, well then... Oops. That's what you that's need. Really that's really loud, though. There, the volume control doesn't still, go. You can turn, tweak it. Just to, if I turn it down like that, I can't hear myself anymore. I don't understand that, but okay. This monitor was your idea, so do I, I need a different one? It definitely is. I, I use. I've used it before, and it doesn't go from low to blast. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't know why. We'll have to work on it. You know, if only you lived close enough to drive here and check it out. I do now, don't I? <laughs> I'm going to have to mosey on over there and straighten you out, young lady. I mean, just saying. The oh biggest God. thing is to be able to hear yourself. That way you would know if you were off mic. I know. It's true. I wouldn't know because I don't hear myself often enough. I'm sorry, Elsie. But back to you, Elsie. 
I think that what was really interesting for me is that it was an event and I hope, you know, there's going to be a link in the show notes. There was a link in the show notes and the last thing that we did too. I really wanted to take up a notch. Like I've been really wanting to just have virtual experiences be better. Like I just want to make people feel like a special thing. I want to make people think that it is something different. I want people to have a point where they're sitting back and they're going, ooh, or wow, and and have that feeling of wanting to stay to consume the content. Like that's really what I want because they forgot to do something else. They forgot to exit because that's what happens with me is many times when I've started to attend a virtual conference or if I'm doing like a, um, you know, I buy some kind of webinar or something like that, or I sign up for a webinar and I'll show up and I'm engaged for five to 10 minutes and and my attention span is just not there. You know, I, yeah. I'm over watching slides. I just think that there, ha- I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because my own ADD and my own brain is just not made for that. I mean, has it ever been made for that? I've, I've never been successful watching them. Only when they very first started was I able to pay attention properly. Yeah, you know, I think that that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say that when they first started, like when I took my very first even teleclass, you know, and like those things were cool where you had to like, like you called a phone number and there were classes and you heard them on the phone. Oh, you're talking about Acrobat, audio Acrobat. I yeah, think. remember that? Oh my God, it was the worst audio. Yeah, but you, but I remember going like, this is so cool. I'm like taking a class and I'm walking down the street. Like yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And then like, I think the very first online course that I did that I, that I thought, oh, this is neat was, was Rich, Happy and Hot uh-huh, in yeah. 2010 yeah. with, you know, Marie Forleo's B-School, which was, I think then, I don't think it was called B-School, really. I think it was called Rich, Happy and Hot. Rich, Happy and Hot B-School, yeah. I thought, oh, how neat. I like the way that these um, courses are laid out this way. And the videos were really informative. And it was really just a keynote yeah. presentation. I had a couple before that because I did social media examiner used to have them on social media marketing and they would get a bunch of people together and they would do a webinar series of webinars and they would only have like three a day for a week so it was like being part of a real conference you know like they would have programming from like you know like 12 to 5 or 12 to 6 and then and then in the morning you could schmooze with the other people and then you could also chit chat on the side because it was done through webex Yes. Which was like the really expensive webinar one where, but also you could have private chats and public chats and like, it was really good. I learned so much. I took notes the whole time. They re- they gave you the recordings so you could go back and watch it. They gave you all the slides. It was very professional the way they were like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to social media's examiners, Facebook mastery or whatever. And now here's your host, Mari Smith. And then she would come on and do her thing. But there was always like a really professional voiceover introduction to the person and then after there would be one where like she would ask for questions and then very officially asked it was all very buttoned up uh-huh it made me want to run with scissors it was just so like perfectly poised and put together that it made me it, it gave me incredible itchiness in my spilket you know in your spilkus which is like having ants in your pants like it made me want to just like 
cut my hair without my mom watching and like run around the yard naked and stuff because I it just felt very <laughs> the amount of organization made me feel a little oppressed but that's just a personal thing that's yeah the oppression of doing too many things of I just hear, yeah. having it be so ruly and buttoned up yeah yeah that makes me twitch but I loved it I loved it it was great given that though we were really excited am I correct in yes. saying that 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 was like an exciting time Yes. Are you happy it's over? Oh, you mean the first time we did it? Yes. Yes. It was it was time. riveting the right. first three exactly. times I did a virtual seminar, webinar. And by the time the pandemic rolled around, most people were getting, you know, oh, we can do this thing on Zoom. How great. I already hated it. Yeah. I already was like, no, though. Can yeah. we just not do it this way? Any other way? That's why I'd like to do it on the Oculus. Oh, Right. Because one day everyone will have them and we can be like, hi, and like fist pump and like we'll be able to be in one room together. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. In a world where we have to share at people's ugly keynote presentations, I much prefer to stare at everyone as a cartoon character. Call me crazy. It would be super fun to be able to do something like will, that and like. Will be. Will, will be. It will, we will be there faster than you think, I bet. It will. It will be. And we will be ahead of the curve. Of all of that. Yeah, I'm just saying, not just me and you, but like that is growing fast enough where, let me put it this way. I was on Facebook with adults pretty early Uh huh. and I watched it go from like me and the three other people that dared to get on to everyone I know within like three years. And now I have a ticket into the metaverse and I'm poking around with a bunch of strangers. I would say maybe 10 or 20 people that I know have an oculus or are on the web like that but they don't interact with me yet because it's different than facebook but i see it grow every day one or two people it's like tiktok too remember when we were on snapchat early and like every day you watch a few more people come and a few more people come i'm telling you it's next it's coming it's coming for you and so i think that once it's i mean everything's like that it's kind of like i remember when i was on doing um twitter and i was at the and time, no te- one had it. No one had it. I, at the time, I was, you know, doing, yeah, I was teaching yoga and I wanted people to follow me on Twitter and everybody would be like, huh? Why? And then the other thing that was really interesting is that, oh my God, I remember when I was able to read the entire timeline in yes. about 30 minutes, 15 minutes. Yes, and minutes. it would repeat because you read all the things. Yes. Oh my God, I remember that too. Jeez Louise. It was kind of absolutely astounding to be able to do that. But all that to say. I thought your program was very inventive and and out of the box and engaging. And I hope you got that feedback from the attendees as well. Well, everybody was very engaged. I mean, that was like one of the things that I really wanted to show all the folks that were there is that it was something that was super important for everyone to do together. And the chat was really inspired and, and did wonderful things. And so I, I really loved it. It was really great. I really loved producing. All this to say, though, I took myself as producer. Like, I was the producer of the show. Like, that was my thing. I was the producer. I managed the entire thing. You know, I met with everybody. I recorded everybody. I designed the way that it looked like, at least within Ecamm, not the... um. 
transitions. The transitions were done by Brian, who is part of the Lipson team, and he does the video stuff and then all of that. But the bits and pieces that I recorded were all done by me. And so it was really great. And so I had a checklist and I would talk with people through the stuff. And I did my very best to make sure everybody was able to get the best recording from them. And then when you and I started to talk, we talk all the time. And I didn't check on you. Like I I heard you. Like I heard you in my ears when you were talking to me. Did I sound not fine? You sounded fine. You sound I could hear what you were saying. Like I didn't like it never entered my mind to say you're not on mic. And like the only person that wasn't on mic? No, no one was on mic. No way. Stop it. No one was on mic, which is another thing. That's impossible. No, no. Let me tell you. This is another thing that I am now like that's going to be something, I guess, at some point in my life. Who knows when this is going to happen? Because when am I going to do things like this? You have to do a whole nother one. It's the oh fact that God. we need to really, we, and when I say we, I think as bosses <laughs> of companies that are in the podcasting space, mm-hmm. I feel that it is our responsibility to level up our own personal production. I agree. When we are asked to be part of things, and I'm not, again, I'm not, this isn't about shaming or, or being like, no, I 100% you shouldn't agree. do this because, and it's not necessarily if you want to be like, you're going to be on somebody else's podcast and all that stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the opportunities that we might even get, meaning what if you are going to be covered by CNN or what if like Entertainment Tonight wants to have an inter- like a, a recording with you or like wants to put you on camera or something like that, that we can come into a situation like that and be like, boom, check me out. My sound is on point. My lights are on point. My background's on point. I'm just here to serve. And, and everybody's going to be like, uh, wow. Right. Like right. we can do that. And then they're going to go, oh, I want to have her on again because she knew what she was doing. Like we didn't have to deal with that. We didn't have to manage her right. as much. That's what I want. But I can understand how heavy that feels because tell me the truth here, Jess. Doesn't it feel harder when you are asked to be on video? Yes. Yeah. Right. Doesn't it feel like it's more of a lift? Like you have to go do your makeup. You got to get the right shirt. I I have to look (laughs) smart and attractive, but not distracting. Yeah. Right. Like I have to make sure that I'm not pulling away from my background, that my face has dimension. Yeah. That my glasses don't reflect. Yep. That my chins are tucked into my shirt, those type of things. Yeah. There's <laughs> yeah, just, it's really, it's difficult. I, it, I can't believe no one was on mic. I, and what's worse is that I agree with you that I think we should level up, especially when we're being invited somewhere. But I thought I was on mic. No, I, I know, I, honey. And and part of it is like this. This is like my I'm own personal. I'm kind of devastated because I worked really hard to make it good. And you did. You were... I wasn't on mic is really annoying. I know. And, I, and then again, when I was the only time that I found that out is when I was gathering all of the stuff, all the little videos of everybody, and I was sending them over to Brian. Mm-hmm. And so after I was finished with it, I like I, I made sure that everybody was recorded and everybody's audio was great. And then what happened is I started to listen to your audio because Ecamm, the program that I use, Ecamm Live, gives you the option of getting the video right with the audio. And then it gives you a separate track for just the audio. 
yeah. of the people, right? So then like I would send him the video portion and if for whatever reason something funky happened, I was also giving him the raw audio of the guest, right? Wait. And then when I was listening to it, I was like, why does Jess sound like she's not on mic? And I go, it must have been a fluke. And then I watched your video and I was like, oh my God. Wait, but she's if not everyone on wasn't on mic, do you think it's the way Ecamm recorded? No, dude, nobody had a mic. What? They weren't on mic because nobody had a mic. So what you're telling me is that I'm the only person that showed up with a mic and it wasn't turned on? Yes. I can't, I don't even know what to say about this. And also, wait, and Christina Moore also had a mic, but that also wasn't on. Like she had a little lavalier and the lavalier also didn't get picked up. And I couldn't, oh, but see, but this is, this is when it got really awkward is that she had to turn off her ability to monitor her ears or listen to me because it was using the line in, which is kind of like where you put your headphones on the computer. So that's what she was using. And so she put in the microphone in there. So while she was doing her thing, she couldn't hear me. So I couldn't tell her. No, you're not on mic because I she feel angry <laughs> for me at me. I feel angry for you at you. And I feel angry at everyone else who participated that weren't on like that didn't even show up with a mic. I'm angry about it. The Listen. whole point when you're striving for equality in any industry is to look at least as good as the people you want equality with. Well, listen, but mind from. you, get but here, let's add this layer to everybody looked gorgeous. Oh my God. Well, as long right? as we all look. No. Yeah. We totally prioritized the exact wrong thing. <laughs> we should have showed up no makeup, no <laughs> hair done, barely any clothes on, but with all the equipment. What do you think they respect more? Well, no, our lip listen. Sync or our it's a visual big, fat mics. I get it. Listen, it's a visual medium. I loved everybody looked fantastic. I just feel listen, the ability for us to work with audio I believe is a little bit more challenging simply because a lot of I have to say you know you and I now hold on you and I now have a studio you can come and sit down at your at your chair with me like I'm sitting down at my chair everything is basically set up so all I have to do is turn things on and 90% of the time, it works. It's just in there. But when you and I were recording and I didn't have a place, I was recording on my bed. I know. Every time I had to take out the thing, stick the stuff out, put the thing up, put the other stuff down, let the thing. And I think that it's also cumbersome. It takes up a lot of space. Mm -hmm. And many of us need to have a desk where you can actually work versus like the desk that I'm having right now. It's covered. Mine's covered in wires. Yes. There's tech lots boxes, of wires. Pens, Mind you, I do makeup. have makeup. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's so, 
I can come in here and work on my computer. And the Hollywood Reporter, which and is, the by the way, bigger than my head. Why is this so big? Oh, my God. That is so Why big. Why can't this be a normal size? I don't even, I Why don't even remember. So subscri- I don't know. And I don't remember subscribing to it. Oh. Which is why it's not open. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, my desk is covered in shit. It's not really a studio. That's why when you said studio, I kind of oh, laughed a little right. bit. Because and it's so, like, I got to get this shit together, man. Right. I had to let go of the... Because it's in my bedroom. This area is in my bedroom. So yeah. I had to let go of this area being in any way bedroom-pleasing. I mean, that's not true. We just need more time and wherewithal to make it look i've been thinking about this a lot because this desk is like beat to shit all my um, furniture in here is very dark the paint is dark behind me on the wall the floor is dark and i'm thinking how do i make this feel a little bit more like a like a sanctuary like zen Mm -hmm. and i think i have to either paint the furniture i have to make everything lighter including the curtains Make sure that shit doesn't live on my desk the way it's doing right now. I kind of want it to feel like a bedroom. I want it to feel relaxing. I want there to be like a couch or some kind of fluffy place where I can like sit and read stuff. And I don't know. I just want it to feel more. Oh, my God. My eyes twitching. Why? What are you doing? What is she doing? My eyes twitching because... There's no reason that you can't plug a microphone into your computer so you can sound better when you're going to be on something about podcasting. Oh, oh, I know. No, listen, listen. No, no, no. (laughs) Come on. I understand. I understand. And you, I don't. I totally understand. I don't even remember the last time I was invited to be on something and my mic wasn't working. It's been years. Well, it's not that it wasn't working, Jess. It's just they didn't even bring it. I've been, yeah. I know, but, 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 but we're it's talking not, but about me, John, though. Let's not listen. judge everyone, okay? We can't judge everyone because everybody's life is different. You have to understand that everybody's life is different. Amazing. I don't. If you're going to podcast. And I, <laughs> Jess and I are podcasters. Aren't they? A lot of the folks that were on this panel are not, well, they not are podcasters, but it's okay. a different type of podcasters. And also, they're running companies. It's like, in all honesty, there's very few. If I were to invite a CEO of a company to do an interview with me, I would almost guarantee they're going to come in and not have a mic. It doesn't matter if they're working in podcasting or not. They're not going to have a mic. Listen, don't make us defend our colleagues. Elsie, you were you had the to point. record at a coffee shop outside for weeks I and you always had a mic. Well, yes, and but that's because great. I prioritize. It's different priorities, John. So, no, like, yeah, I'm not going to no. sit there. You wanted okay. to sound like broadcast quality, and that's no. why you brought a mic. And the other I ladies think didn't think. right. I am right. I'm sorry. I'll die on this hill. But I don't want to dwell on it because. No, I'm not going to dwell on it. It's also but, Elsie's fault for not being like, but fault. are you on mic? Yes, exactly. And all, And the other thing is this, and that's like what I learned from this was that my ask needs to be when I continue to produce content like this has got to be better specific and on point and it's like I can go like from the beginning and go like here's what we're doing this is what um it's going to be for project and then instead of saying seriously my ask was to be like bring your a game I had like one line I didn't ever asked for you to be on mic I never asked because I in fact, I believe what you said, you said fancy setup and fancy clothing. Yeah. Fancy setup, fancy clothing. And yeah. so we all focused on fancy clothing, I think. Right. And, and I never was very specific about saying like you, I never asked, no, John. 
I never asked. Two weeks ago, Jess was doing what she's doing right now. She's looking down. She's not talking, and she's not talking into the microphone. And uh -huh. I texted her on her phone, please speak into the mic. And then she turned and she spoke into the mic, and we were fine with that. And But that's the point there. So also, John, listen, there's another ass layer to this because it is a position I want to grow into, being yeah. able to produce content and being able to... Yeah, yeah, it's her first it produced off. piece. She's yeah. not a professional producer, nor has she gone to school for producing. Right, and so, so I didn't... Elsie, I'm, I'm not... I'm talking about the people that showed up. No, Who doesn't show John, up without a microphone? No, but John, but John uh, this is why I said I was angry for her and at her. Yeah, because yes. because if I were her, I'd be... I would be very upset that my guests didn't do this, but also I would be kicking... And I am kicking myself for not having... You know, if I were her, I'd be upset that I didn't make sure they were all... That they at least had them and they were plugged in. But also, like, because mine was plugged in and I did have it and it still wasn't right. But that yeah. part is not my fault. Yeah. Because was, I thought it was. That's yeah, I should fault. have. I should have said double double checking. And also, and, and, and again, I should have said, these are the things I need yes. to have. And then that way, the conversations would have happened prior via email. Do you have X, Y, Z? Oh, you don't? Oh, great. Maybe. You will if, have this, yeah. this, 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 and this. Yeah. None of her ask was like that. Yeah. It was None a lot of, that of was please. Like, for sure. A lot of not too much time. Yep. A lot of this is going to be great. Yep. A lot of personal. It was a lot of like personal charm and very little specific instruction. Exactly. Absolutely. And in terms she of needs content. To be specific. In terms of content, it was phenomenal brilliant. like i'm super yes. proud of the entire thing it was like and that's your great. forte is content right. and programming Co yes all of that stuff was great it was my bad to not have that meticulous aspect of it because there's a part of me that is like i'm the boss and i'm not the boss and also i want you to feel comfortable and i want a yes and so here's the other thing right, right. i want to prioritize an easy yes versus a no because they are feeling uncomfortable with the ask not in a bad way but in a sense that like i'm gonna have to pass on this because i'm not going to be able to be on microphone at this time it's yeah. just not gonna happen and for me they are worth their price in gold without a mic. Okay. Like before I sound, I sound like a heathen. Yes. I ha sound like a heathen so, right now. So let me just back up and say, listen, I'm just saying that there's a certain minimal as podcasters we should show up with. And I feel, again, I feel that it's almost, you shouldn't have to talk about it, but I'm not picking on you for producing this. This is, this is all a learning experience. This is the first right, time you exactly. did it. And, next time, and it's not just a podcasting experience. learning experience. It's also for Elsie, an experience that I learned doing the event which is if you're not specific you don't get what you want you yep. cannot assume that they know what to do and in this case that would have been my biggest assumption if I were Elsie I would have thought I don't need to tell them to come with the fucking equipment because we're podcasters well it, again there's a difference between being a podcaster and working in podcasting and then I have to say that the people that are That's working true. are people in podcasting or working in podcasting you know you're going to be on Whoever you are, you have a brand, you have a podcast or something. To me, I want to sound the best. I want to sound the best. I want to have the best sound. You know, I, this is why not only do we record on StreamYard, but we also back, we record our own audio. So it sounds like we're in the same studio. The content washed away these faux pas. But when you are a CEO, you start to become a little bit more aware of things that you weren't aware of before. And 
specific instruction was one that I learned my first year because we had a Kickstarter and there was specific instructions that I wanted people who had supported the Kickstarter to do with their tickets. But instead, I was subtle Mm. And I kept getting bitten in the ass. Mm. Like I wanted to be like, well, you can do this or we can do this or maybe you'll do this, but we hope you'll do this. Like that did not fly at all. Mm. Um, the other thing is, a, you know, usually the host, I mean, people that are listening to, to shows are used to call in shows or something like that where they're on the phone and the phone call or sounds bad, but the host sounds good. So that's, you know, they're I mean, kind of used to that. Good. Yeah, he does have a point there. At least you sounded good. So it's not that bad. But I, I'm sorry. I still have to say that it's a good learning experience. You, yeah, it's a great learning experience. And that when I'm listening to a podcast, and I know they're all podcasters, and they're not, they don't have a microphone. It annoys me. But that's yeah. me. I, that's me. No. I understand that. I don't think she. Could but tell. at the same time, there's like, I mean, I, I get, I get all of that stuff. But again, it is in some way a privilege to have it. What a microphone. Here's what I'll say. It makes yep. me sad. Uh, yes, it is. The okay. Part, anyway. The part that actually makes me sad is that we all looked amazing, but that we were there specifically to talk about the state of an industry where in which we all didn't show up with our equipment. Like that makes me a little upset because we prioritize the thing that men don't prioritize. Right. And so if we want equality... We should be prioritizing our content and our and, we and did. our professional prowess. Not our and we did. No, I mean yes, in the sense that we brought all the great content. Yes, but not in the sense that we were very focused on how we looked and not necessarily how we looked professionally, but as women. I I actually disagree with that. I think that it's a matter of understanding the differences and what ma like, okay, so who is it that I was having a conversation with the other time, the other day? I don't understand the basics of being able to get on camera and have the camera aimed at your face. It's hard. Like, fully. Like, look at me. I've been staring down because it's way up here and I haven't done it right. This isn't about judgment of that. I'm just saying, even in a Zoom call, to have a camera that is aimed at your face I know. and not like where you're that like hard. this. I have to move down. Yes, no, see. it's hard. It is hard. Like this, like, and so it's this thing. And I'm like, why can't you just bring it down? So listen. That was an excellent Jessica impersonation, by the way. <laughs> but I'm saying that, like, I know what I'm not, this time I'm not talking about Jess. I know she's working with a whole new setup. She's up leveled her entire thing. She's working very hard at putting it up. I'm saying but being able to just like understand that that actually matters when you show up into a meeting and you have a camera that is in framed and you can see people's faces is like super important. Like I it think is. if you're having a, a meeting, unless you are on the go, because if you're outside and you're taking a Zoom call and you're walking around or you're like in public, it's a different like it's a completely different thing. I get that. But mind you, what I'm saying with that is that we all have different priorities. And there's a lot of times when you're going to be sitting there trying to figure out how what you're going to invest in next as somebody who's running a podcasting company that may or may not be behind the microphone. In fact, often not. Yeah, that's true. Why would I go out of my way to buy that if I can get something else that is actually more helpful to the people who are working in 
my company. I think in the pandemic, if it were me, I'd have made an effort because you're doing everything on Zoom. A Q2U is $70 American? Yes, but I get it, John. But at the same time, I have to understand what that barrier of entry is because this is not something that folks are like... Question. But but also, we're focusing on the wrong thing, which is not not our again it's not necessarily our colleagues but overall the for me it's overall what we prioritized and what we didn't in the face of what we want and what we don't i think that's very ironic there's a point here i really want to make sure that i address so first of all there's two different things how are you going to cons- how is this this content going to be consumed if it's going to be watched as a video which it was okay so then it, the microphones don't mean as much because you can see the person talk and you and believe it or not we are actually almost lip readers now you know because we watch so much I'm definitely of this stuff. a lip reader all right so then we can see that so that's different but if the audio is going to be consumed as a podcast and audio only then it makes it more important in my humble opinion yeah and to add to the mix as well that I had Brian optimize the audio because it was a pre-recorded, pre-produced. So he had an opportunity to process all the audio, level it, run it through a phonic, make it sound great afterwards. Again, so that's that's all great. All of that was boosted that's up. That's really good. But I'm going to take this to something that uh, I would say women would probably. So I always say that audio processing is like makeup. A little bit can enhance the beauty of it, but too much, opposite effect. Nobody was able to tell. I watched that show at least five or six separate times because to make sure from beginning to end, believe me, I was so, this was my baby and I wanted it to work out and I tested it and I watched it from beginning to end because I streamed it live twice to test, to make sure that people who were watching were going to be able to consume the content appropriately. I had it on my iPad. I had it on my other computer. I was on, had it on my phone. I put it on my ears, like all the things. So I was doing all of that stuff. So I knew that the quality, like I would not have felt comfortable if I didn't hear something that I was like, oh God. So it was just a little bit of a, oh, if we could have punched it up a little bit. But other than that though, everything else looked and sounded great. But, and again, I do take a lot of that responsibility because I have to really take that seat of this is what we need to do, right? And in my checklist, like I, there's a lot of things that I had in terms of checklist, making sure everybody was doing the things and to really ask for what you want. And I have a hard time doing that, period, which is one of the key things that I'm still learning through. Like if, I, if I'm gonna do this, I have to really be able to go like, Let's yes. go ahead through the checklist here yeah. and do this, 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 and this. And I just yeah. tried to do that all myself because I didn't want to take up as space. much space. Yeah, to do that, even because I had them for a little bit of time. So mm-hmm. again, all learning for me. I think that it's a wonderful thing. You also basically did an entire conference. You played all the parts. You were the Jen, you were the Jack, you were the Jess, you right. were the Elsie. <laughs> You were the cameraman. You were the <laughs> marketing right. department. You were the DOD. You did all the things. Yeah. All the things. You should not have to do all the things for for an event that you are in charge of. You should just be the Jess. Somebody else should be making sure that they know what to do on my, you know, like if this were a She Podcast event, Melissa would be speaker liaison and DOD would have done all the posts right. and some yep. other person would have designed all the things and not had to go back and forth with the designer. You had to do all that shit yourself. 
Right. I mean, you didn't design the things, but you wrote the. I mean, you did almost all of it. It's very hard. Yeah. So don't so, beat yourself up too much because no, I, don't I think you, no, don't beat yourself up at in all. In retrospect, just, you did an amazing job. People loved it, and I loved it, and I love being a part of it. Super fun. And mind you, I did ask John to see. I have asked the ecam ecam live people, what can we do? as a team, right? Because I I feel Ecamm is a fantastic tool. I know you love them. You're that I want to continue to use. I asked if there's a way to have a team there to help. And at this point in time, it there isn't a way to do that unless you were here, right? So if you were here with me, right. Fabulous. Fabulous piece of software like we could have a computer like it would be amazing to be able to run that entire thing literally from like John would sit down and just press buttons or go from scene to scene and like totally do it. And then Jess and I could um, we actually could do a virtual show, but I would need that producer to be next to me versus virtual because currently there's no way to be able to do what we're doing here on StreamYard, which is you have us both here and we can switch scenes, which is fine, but not in the way that um, Ecamm can like to do things on the fly and the way that it's laid out. Like there's a lot of extra bonus features in the chat that um, you can put overlays, like you can have in the same way that we've been adding the chat here. You can do that in Ecamm, but you can also edit so that the chat looks great. In that respect, it's not that. So I'm trying to figure out how we can level up our presentation of this, because given a little bit of the news that we have here, I just feel that this is going to be happening a lot more. One of the biggest pieces of news that I've seen. Patrick. What is Patrick doing? Oh, he said the audio for the whole beginning of the today's confirmation hearing was completely fucked up. Oh, yeah. So if they make it wrong, we can make it wrong. Yeah, if they can (laughs) make it wrong, we can make it But um, so YouTube is reportedly paying podcasters to film their shows. It seems to me that they are actually moving from like 50,000 all the way to 300,000. So 50,000 for like um, essentially mm-hmm. individual shows and 300,000 for podcast networks. So this they is a good are... time to announce that we've been offered $300,000 <laughs> to put this show on YouTube. You'll be hearing from yeah. my agent. <laughs> so I, I think part of it is that the video component is going to be more of a thing. And I've been wanting to do a YouTube play for She Podcast for a while. I just, I feel our bandwidth has is is fairly tapped out. And I'm not saying that we're going to do... Like, I have two. So in a perfect world, what I would want is to be able to do what I did with Ecamm and just produce the entire show, making sure that we look better than here, than right now, like just a little more I thought out. look okay. But wait, why do you have a thing and I don't? Because that's Ecamm, right? Because that's Ecamm. And so being able to do that and then have it to go straight into YouTube, which was what we're doing right now, but then be able to have it go live. And instead of having it unlisted, having it be, we're going to be live on, you know, Monday at one or whatever. And then after the fact, have somebody come in and like snip the beginning and snip the end or something. And then that way we can have a really quickly edited show if that even matters or we could just put it out and when we go live we go live I don't know but I think that that would be really great to be able to do something and then really play off of the live component to YouTube so that's what I've been wanting and the reason Jess I said that it's because of the bandwidth aspect of it is because 
it would be really easy for us to be able to do it in the way that we're doing it now. In fact, we are streaming to YouTube at this moment. But where I feel in terms of workflow... But it doesn't stay. Did you know that? We have no videos on there. It's because it's in a different place. I just found out that they're in a different place in there. You have to go... In the back end, you have to go to the creator studio and it's under the lives. They're all in there. Given all of that stuff, what we need is being able to optimize the title after we go live and be able to optimize the descriptions beneath it to make sure that it's got all the stuff. Everything's like time coded. You know what we could use? A podcast producer. We could really use that. I mean, because, you know, right now, Melissa is doing some of that. She's yeah. publishing. What am I, chop liver? No, dude. You? Yeah. You don't no, do the... no, he's. I think that you said the wrong term, an audio Jeff. producer, a podcast producer. I don't you think You could it's do a... all the things, but a, to me, a, a podcasting producer is not the same as an audio. Like, you produce the audio, but a podcasting producer is the person that does the show notes and the title and makes sure everything is SEO friendly. And, like, Melissa just started with us. So, like, the fact that she can even do the publishing part after only seeing it done once is a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though, Jess. I do, I'm not sure that's the name. I, I, I may no, be wrong, right. but what I think it it's be? like podcast project manager or project. Yes. That's a, what I think that is. she is a project manager, but she wasn't meant to be our podcast project manager. Right. She was meant to be she podcast project manager, which is a lot of projects. A podcast producer would bring things up on screen. You, you know, you would go to a story yeah. and a new it's story. Not, right. not come the producer. Up on that's the drops and stuff. A director. It's the project manager aspect of podcast. That's a whole job description on its own for somebody to be able to do that and not handle all of the things that they're responsible for would be whatever happens in to the files in post, right? So they would have to post the stuff. They wouldn't have to touch the digital assets, the recordings, whatever goes afterwards, they would just have to handle all of those bits to be sure that it kind of goes out but then adding to that being able to put it on youtube as well that kind of stuff having it be the optimized titles for that and all of that fun stuff but that requires more thought yeah into the mix and more bandwidth to be able to do that so i feel that that is a job that i i actually would like in a perfect scenario I would love to just be in charge of the podcast production content. You mean for our company, for our She Podcasts? For everything as a job. Yeah, of course, with She Podcast, it would be great. Because then what I was thinking is, what if we, like, I had an idea for another show. I had an idea, like, what would a podcast network look like? Like, I would love to really think about about what that looks like not mm-hmm. a network as in like oh let's see let's get 10 shows under the network no here's she podcast let's optimize this show in all the ways that it needs to be optimized mm-hmm. let's yeah, I, I agree here's another idea i have what if i want to produce that and also get that going what if jess has another something that you stick to i don't know what you're implying but it's like maybe like a five minute show or something there's another one there and then like it would just be little bits right but they all need the same output and i think what the reason i say no to creating another show is because 
I don't want to deal with the show notes and the posting and the artwork and the thing. Like, I just want to make the content and make the content as great as it can be. Well, why would you have to do those other parts? There are other people on the earth that can do those no, things. No, I understand that. But I want to do the recording and the content part of it. That would be a dream. It would be a dream job, dude. Oh, look, Patrick, can he apply for the heckle coordinator? Listen, Patrick. Yes. Listen, Patrick. Are you going to be heckling or coordinating the heckling? Oh, yeah. You know, those are two separate jobs. And They're who gets paid separate. more, the heckler or the coordinator of the heckler? I would think the heckler. Yeah, it's that's like where being the content a is. speaker coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so I love these ideas and we will do them someday. There's like not enough time for all of the things. But mm, yeah, there is. Let's talk a little bit before we wrap all the stuff up, unless you want to talk something very specific about because we have to be we're getting close to the hour here in recording time. No, I just wanted to let you guys know that I I guess if this goes live Friday, you'll have already seen me in L.A. Oh, yeah. But for those of you watching, I'll be in L.A. for Podcast Movement Evolutions. It's the first time that I'm attending the one in L.A. and I'm very excited. Very cool. There's going to be a lot of people there. I know. I heard. There's a lot of people attending, which is, yeah. So like thousands. If you have a picture of Jess, anybody who's listening, oh, you got a picture oh. with Jess. Oh, God. Send it over to feedback at shepodcast.com and we will post it on our social media channels. If you didn't, you know, post it on your own, um, we would love to give you some love. So send it over to feedback at shepodcast.com. Make sure you write down your name and your social media handle yes. so that our social team can repost it and give you some love. Also, if I don't look good, I'd prefer that you download the app Facetune. Oh my F -A -C -E -T -U -N -E, god. F-A-C-E-T-U-N-E yes. and make me look nice. Thank you. Oh my god. Dude. No seriously. sweaty drunk pics. That's not okay with me. Oh my god. I'm not gonna be sweaty. I'm joking. It's jokes. It's a joke. It's a joke. Okay. So uh as we finish out, we're gonna do a little bit of a show and tell, everybody, because we haven't talked about this, Jess, and that's kind of the reasons that I wanted to like make sure that this happened here. So I want to show you Castro really quickly. So I'm obviously I'm binging on another podcast here. I'll tell you about it in, here in a second, maybe. But I wanted to show you if you go to the section where you discover the discover pad, you're able to see that this is look, we're going to scroll through. <gasps> what? What is that? Oh, my gosh. Look, women <laughs> podcasting pros. Yay! Look at this right inside of Castro. If you tap on that Discover tab, there's a huge sign that says Women Podcasting Pros Claim Pod Parody. And if you tap on that, it has a little thing right at the top that tells you what it is. And then if you scroll down through it, you'll see all of the podcasts about podcasting that are led by women. How amazing is that? Look at that. Look at all these shows. It's amazing. There's so many shows Yay! in here. So those are all there. You can definitely subscribe. Maybe give a shout out to um, Castro for doing this. This is awesome. And right below it, look, there's another one. It's got this beautiful header. It says Women Podcasting Leaders in here. You tap through into that and then you get a lovely list of all of our beautiful podcasting leaders, all the women who help other podcasters in this space who are already in here. Castro was, has been amazing at being able to provide this for us. So it's really awesome. Castro app. There's going to be a link in the show notes. Now, we are going to go to Overcast 
Uh, same thing. You go into Overcast, and then you can hit the little plus button right at the top. And in that area, there are two. Look at that. Women podcasting leaders and women podcasting pros right at the top of the page. You can tap straight through that, and you're able to see. Look at how fun that is. We have like all of those same folks, all the same list. You can subscribe to any of them literally with one tap. And uh, Marco has been amazing. Look, we're right at the top. Look at that. And join the movement right beneath it. And that goes straight to the landing page over for the Claim Pod Parity movement. But look at that. Isn't that amazing? So you have no excuses now to find folks that are women that talk about podcasting in the space. I think that it's so helpful to have something like this. I just wanted to show you those two things. There's more partners that I'll show at a, in a different time so that you guys can see how that works. But both Overcast and Castro has really, really been incredible at being able to, to, to really support my idea when I reached out to them and they're like, sure, send them over. And all I really needed to do is for me to just send the list and they just put it out there. So I am deeply thankful for them to really step up in this fashion. I think that podcast apps and their developers are often unsung heroes that are doing a lot of a lot of good for many of us. And we often take it for granted that it's just a thing that you use. So I love, I love it. I love it so much. That's just so that you guys can definitely check it out. And it's just another opportunity for you to get to know what an incredible slew of producers and coaches and consultants and editors and everything in between there that are working in podcasting that have shows about podcasting that really touch on podcasting from so many different angles that most of the podcasts about podcasting don't. I think that there's something incredible for women podcasting pros or gender nonconforming folks that are creating out there. All right. Well, I guess we can wrap up. Thank you for all the vital and impertinent info. And uh, for all of you who were with us earlier in the discussion, thank you so much. Feel free to send any feedback or thoughts or ideas or concerns that you may have to feedback at shepodcast.com. You can also find us on social. And we hope that you will. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ShePodcasts. And please follow us on TikTok so we can follow you back. Even if you don't have any videos, we still want to see your faces on there. Because it's new still for most people. Um, and also you can go to our website, ShePodcast.com for our show notes as well as the ability to sign up for our event. That's right. I said it. <gasps> you can sign up for our event. But I know most people won't hear this until Friday when it will officially be working. It is working. But there's some tiny little tweaks I have to do today. But I mean, you can buy your ticket. In fact, if you want to help us test it, please do. That would be amazing. <laughs> and our membership should be on sale soon as well, though I don't have a specific date for that. But we're hoping by the end of the week. Ah! Okay. So yeah, please visit She Podcast for all the info. Thank you so much for being here today. We love you. Need it. Bye. <laughs>